Jimmy Deans in an alternate reality sponsors the yearbook internet sportscast. Bang, 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 indeed. Yes, in a parallel reality. Want to complain, says in the yearbook at hotmail.com. That's the full title of the podcast. But why complain? It's the most wonderful time of the year. May 22nd. It's can't believe it. It's here again. May 22nd, a day obsessed with sports that somehow has no athletes or coaches born on it. This beautiful spring day needs all the high-profile birthday help it can get. Sports-wise, we have a newcomer this year. And by newcomer, I mean it's always been her birthday. We're the yutzes who just never noticed. In Big East women's basketball, Maddie Segrist is Villanova's star player and one of the best players in the league. It was argued that... UConn's star guard, Paige Beckers, who you may have heard of, who we kept calling Bukers until the season actually started, but we were calling her Bukers for months. But at least we weren't the CBS NCAA tournament studio analyst who called her Bukers after she'd already played an entire season and already won Big East Player of the Year. Of course, we're the ones who forgot that two teams were still playing in Division I AA football, so there's that. Anyway, it was argued Big East Player of the Year Beckers actually should have split the award. They should have shared the award. She should have shared it with Maddie Segrist. Maddie Segrist, born on May 22nd. This day really needed you big time. May 22, Miami Marlins outfielder Corey Dickerson has a chance to do something and do something special on his big day. He's active. May 22, the Marlins host the Mets. And on top of that, it's bobblehead giveaway day. But in true May 22 fashion, the bobblehead is of another guy, another Marlins player, who was born on June 11th. Non-May 22 related. Just like that bobblehead, Matty Segris, Villanova basketball teammate, Leora Garzon, she had herself made into an over-the-shoulder graphic for the TBS show Full Frontal with Samantha B. There, Leora Garzon was a big picture of her over Samantha B's shoulder during a story on women's basketball in the March 24th episode. How many people can say that? There are some people who can say that. Rick Pitino, for one. The Padres' Manny Machado, I think. Well, he, he definitely, an Orioles player, was definitely made into an over-the-shoulder graphic box. That was for the John Oliver show, and I believe it was Manny Machado back when he was at the Orioles. Oh, for crying out loud. Now, Acura has a mainstream commercial. It's running everywhere, including on non-sports channels, featuring open-wheel cars that are not IndyCar, which makes sense because Acura is not involved with IndyCar. But all this kind of open-wheel commercial madness is mainstreaming every possible form of racing except for IndyCar. I'm Doug. I'm the host. I'm responsible for this. And warning, the following... It may offend you since we keep saying damn real loud on the podcast, but we haven't gone any further than that. Read into this whatever you want to. But last weekend's IndyCar race had possibly a racing first, literally competing diabetes sponsors. Connor Daly, who's so funny, he should be the series' unofficial spokesperson. He drove a car with the question, tired of pricks, emblazoned on the side. As in needles. The car was sponsored by, I think, Mankind is the company, which has needleless medication or something like that. Also appearing in the same race, his first appearance of this season was Charlie Kimball driving a car sponsored by, I believe, 
and insulin manufacturers. So competing diabetes sponsors, both Daily and Kimball, are actual real-life diabetics, both type 1. Daly was 14 when he was diagnosed. Kimball was 22 when he was diagnosed. Off topic, of course. Charlie Kimball would have fit perfectly into this whole birthday theme because in 2009, on purpose, it's not like it was an email blast that she just wound up in the net. On purpose, he invited a woman he had liked forever to his birthday party. But she turned him down. But they met up a week later. And then five years later, they were married. The foolproof, what could possibly go wrong, birthday ploy didn't work out. But Charlie Kimball was racing in Europe when he was first diagnosed with diabetes. And because of that diagnosis, because of the type 1 diabetes, he decided to come back to the United States. Where a few months later, he invited the woman he didn't even know was single to his birthday party. I mean... Who knows what would have happened to them if he didn't have diabetes? Need we remindeth you, May 22nd is also a bipartisan birthday. On the one side is Washington State Republican Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers, University of Washington, yo. And on the other side is Kansas Democratic Congresswoman Sharice Davids, University of Missouri, Kansas City, yo. No metric we could find has either of them listed among the day's Celebrity birthdays, which is so May 22. Happy May 22nd to you both. Man, did the NBA play-in tournament get lucky. The first time the NBA ever decided to try this experimental play-in thing where lower-ranked teams try to play into the playoff bracket, and it's not officially part of the playoffs. One of the games was the Lakers versus the Warriors. LeBron James versus Steph Curry. As far as national interest, Lakers-Warriors would be the absolute best finals matchup the NBA could possibly hope for. But it can't happen in the finals. But it did happen the very first time out in the new consolation round. And the game itself would have lived up to any hype. Curry scored 37 points, but James stood so far away from the three-point line, he was open for the game-winning three and the Lakers won by three. This play-in thing could not possibly have gone any better for the NBA. Of course, the potential problem now is the NBA's snake-light playoff started at the top. It premiered. It started with an absolutely legendary game, but a household name transcendent star Michael Jordan type versus Michael Jordan type matchup that might never ever ever happen in the snake light round ever again meaning at next season's Timberwolves Kings playing game there'll be a lot of boo bring back those other guys it's time for last week in division one double a football which was the last week in division one double a football someone was going to win their first championship. And after successfully going for it on fourth down twice on their final drive and getting a 10-yard touchdown with just 16 seconds left in the game, that someone was Sam Houston State. So the Bearcats with a K. Bearcats Win their first ever national championship. And their coach, Casey Keeler, 
becomes the first coach to lead two different schools to the Division One AA championship. He also did it with Delaware, although Casey Keeler's record does not resemble Nick Saban's, but whose does? Uh, and Sam Houston is also sports talk radio proof heading into this extremely, extremely, extremely short offseason. You cannot possibly say that they didn't deserve the championship or they backed into it. To win the title, the Bearcats beat the defending champions, North Dakota State, and beat the number one ranked team, James Madison, and beat the number one overall seed in the playoffs, South Dakota State. And so officially ends the 2020 college football season, which finally ended two weeks after the NFL draft. And so also officially ends the great King football experiment. What AA football obviously doesn't do as well on TV as college football's highest level. But this year's X factor was would one AA football left with the spotlight all to itself attract some attention from confirmed football addicts? The answer turned out to be no this year. Confirmed football addicts with no NFL and no other kind of college football to watch still didn't watch the 1AA playoffs. The spring playoffs allegedly averaged only a few hundred thousand viewers, although the semifinal game on ABC got to 700,000 viewers, and the title game, also on ABC, got to 900,000. The lesson apparently is America absolutely loves televised football, but only very specific kinds of televised football. The lesson could also be any kind of spring football just isn't as popular as you'd think. But either way, is King football really the best description for the sport when there was actual real live good bonus football being played and very few people were interested? There's more to the Charlie Kimball thing. In 2017, He flew back home to California to help fight the wildfires that threatened his family's farm. Seriously, if you did a Young Rock-type series for Charlie Kimball, you wouldn't have to make anything up. You don't have to take a guy who was super awesome in high school and make up some phony plot twist about the one girl he pined for that wouldn't give him the time of day because Charlie Kimball actually did pine for a girl who was a friend but was too popular to ever go out with him. He says he was nerdy in high school. Friday nights were a movie and then board games. Well, his future wife was in the popular crowd. You don't need any artistic license. There was actual shock. No one could believe Nerdy Charlie put off college to drive race cars. There was actual distance. They went their separate ways for a while in different countries. There was actual romance. He returns to the States. He's sitting in a restaurant, and in she walks and stirs up feelings. Stream it now on Apple TV. 